Good afternoon from Savannah, Georgia, here with Dr. Walter Kimsey's on the North Point of View. Walter, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mark. Hey, man, we're uh, starting the year off. We've talked a little bit about the, the watchword uh, for, for the year, which at this point seems to be uncertainty. We've uh, touched on labor a little bit. We've, you know, the uh, conflicts um, and constraints around, um, you know, housing and, and, you know, the growth of the Southeast. But, but something of a, maybe a, a contrarian concept that, that you and I were, were talking about on the break. Um, and it's, to me, it's, it's fascinating because it's a reset. It's one of those paradigm shift. It's, it's the new normal, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and it's um, margin compression. Exactly. And, and love to hear you sort of outline that. And I've got some, some specific questions about that, how we sort of uh, adjust our thinking to that. But give us the sort of give us the big picture. Yeah. So um, in the other podcast, we talked about labor and that the labor force or the, the workforce is barely going to grow. Right. right. So the balance of power. We also talked about the number of strikes, the largest in, in decades. And what that's telling you is the balance of power is shifting away from corporations and to labor. It's shifting away from Wall Street and to labor. We're seeing companies say that even if there's a recession, we're not gonna fire our folks, but some did anyways, but it, they were white collar workers, not the blue collar workers. Right. So, you know, there is clearly a, a, a shift in the balance of power. And some of that, you know, was born out in the pandemic about where people were gonna work. Exactly. I.e., I'm not gonna come to the office. Right, yeah. Right. So, I am definitely not gonna come to the office. <laughs> so, uh, the, under these circumstances, wage growth is not likely to be the 2% that it was running at during the almost depression that the Fed caused in the first half of the 2010s, right? They, you know, Bernanke screwed up big, and then he got a Nobel Prize for rescuing the, the, the economy from the mess that he himself did. Yeah. That's, talk about that's, irony. That's, that's an interesting cycle there. <laughs> I don't get this world. But anyways, um, we, we are probably going to see higher wage growth uh, simply because there's a shortage of, of, of labor supply. Right. So what does this do to company profits? It reduces them. The other thing is, it's an, it's nice to shift to electric vehicles if you if it works and it does it improves the environment. But the problem we have right now is, um, the we what, what's happening is the oil industry making a lot of a lot of money right now, especially because Europe has pulled away from Russia. But I think we end up with permanently higher energy prices than we had before. Right. So that impacts things. It's almost baked into the, to the process. Right. So I think if you, you know, I did a study when I was a stock market strategist of what was the long-term uh, sustainable uh, uh, EBITDA profit margin. And uh, that's the earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization, right? So that's, a, that's a kind of like a headline profit measure. And Globally, I found that 28% was sustainable. It was high enough for the company to reinvest and do well, but not so high that it attracted competition. And 
the last time I checked, we were profit margins for U.S. companies were in the in the twenty percentage range. I would say take five to ten percent off of that. I think it's going to be very tough in many industries, not all of them, but in many industries, it's going to be very tough. And as you look at that, um, you know, from a, let's say a, a stock market perspective, mm-hmm. and you and I have talked about a little bit about how, you know, m- maybe the overall market, if you look at PE ratios, et cetera, maybe a little bit overbought. Yeah, we were. We were looking at that long-term chart for the S&P 500 that starts something in the 1930s or so. And uh, the, uh, the last few years look extremely bubbly. We're, we're <laughs> above the trend line, let's say that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, I, don't, I have not heard people on Wall Street, I haven't seen any research in Wall Street where they look at these issues, particularly the labor side, and then look at what would be a, a sustainable profit margin, you know? Japan's been struggling with this for decades, but uh, I, I just don't think you can expect to, to make the same percentage on your, on your, of your revenue like you did before. And then, you know, in terms of, uh, you, know, the, you know, the labor, you know, as, as labor does sort of, if you will, gain the upper hand, then you know, this, this could be the beginning of sort of a, a long-term reset. Yeah. Right? I mean, you look at the, uh, you know, who's calling the shots and, and you know, what, what's acceptable for the bottom line, labor taking a bigger piece of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a tipping point in all that where, um, you know, once these things are sort of, embedded it takes a, a while for them to be reset again right and it's it's I, I don't the problem is is i don't think people see it's coming you know across the country you already have a number of cities and counties that uh, will pay money uh will pay you to go move there and so uh you know my my son's best friend from college was living in, in brooklyn uh, new york and uh he studied to be an artist. Being an artist doesn't pay very well. And Tulsa, Oklahoma was paying good money to, for you to come. They paid for the move. They get you affordable housing. And uh, he's getting free college tuition. That's, you know, draw the, the population from another city. But and the, whether this time of year in Tulsa is probably okay, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is we're just not making enough people to supply the labor needs of the country. And, and that's the fundamental thing. And I told you on the other podcast, I had to call my old dissertation advisor, Dr. Tom Savian, and have, kind of talk it through with him. By the way, he worked on the social security uh, reset in the early 80s when the social security system was going to go bankrupt in right. Medicare. So he was one of the economists on that. And they had struggled because uh, what had happened to the social security system is people wouldn't die. You know, they were supposed to retire at 65, die at 70, we're good. 
but they were retiring at 65 and they refused to die. <laughs> so, like, we got to do something about that, right? <laughs> exactly. Those baby boomers, you know, <laughs> hell no, we won't go. <laughs> well, I, you know, this, the, the whole idea, uh, you know, of margin compression is, is interesting and in how it, you know, uh, could feed into, um, uh, you know, overall, you know, long-term profitability projections, what the stock market does, uh, mm -hmm. et cetera. So uh, I guess when they, we see the first article about that in the Wall Street Journal six or eight months from now, we can say, well, you heard it here first on the North Point of View, right? Exactly. Dr. Walter Kinsey, it's always great to be with you, man. Yeah, same here. All right, Take thanks. Care. Have a good afternoon.